ways we can do this uh none of them professional um all of them uh the club again will not sign off on the comedy club on state here wants everyone to know um that uh comedy club on state inc and all affiliates uh comedy club not on state inc uh etc etc inc um do not agree to the opinions and viewpoints stressed uh in this podcast yeah does that sound like i was reading legal no, uh, well, sure, I'll give it to you. Great. It's a lot like, have you ever seen the movie uh, Pirate Radio? Same plot. Oh, yeah, I remember liking that movie. People were like, we don't bit. like the songs that you're playing. This is uh, this is annoying. And they're like, well, then we're going to go in the middle of the ocean. They're we like, well, that's this. an overreaction to Pirate Radio. But <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, you don't, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, they're like, you could have just kind of toned it down a notch. And they're like, but we want to live on this fucking aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean and they're like this seems more about the boat than it does <laughs> about the radio you want to play yeah what was so bad were they what country was this i wasn't it just like britain yeah and they're um, just like turn down that music I br- like, yeah you're gonna have to come and get us right uh and it was like it's real cool punk rock but it's also like <laughs> is it an overreaction worth, yeah Worth living on a boat. I don't know. Maybe I do this podcast on a boat. Oh, that'd be fun. Next episode, boatcast. boatcast. Look at that. Uh-huh. All right, people are gonna think we started scripting this thing. In sync. Whoo! Backstreet Boys. Ninety-eight degrees. Uh, new kids on the block. Oh, I'm out. LFO. LMFAO. Was there an LFO? I think it's LMFAO. Right, but I think I think they were a little a... different. Jonas Brothers. They're kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh. I thought there was like an LF, uh, somebody fact check that and call in, leave a voicemail. Uh, well, I'm running out of, what other boy bands were there? There were some. Oh, there were. Uh, I think we named them all. Who were the guys with the one about uh, Ch- Chinese food makes me sick? Do you know that lyric? That was an all time. Uh, the summer. Yeah. The summer. The summer. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know who that was. Because they say new kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Mm-hmm. Oh, they that's are right. not new kids on the block. That's what made me think they of They are some. Um, is it Elvis Costello? S- hmm. Could, could have guessed as any. Hmm. So, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the Adam Ask Chuck podcast. Where I, Adam, ask Chuck him I, in I, sync. I, Chuck. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, we're here today uh, before the open mic at the Comedy Club on State. Um, by open mic, I mean big important paid show. Listen to this podcast. So I was thinking today, Charlie, about something you might be able to help me out on. I don't remember. I remember the sentiment behind it. Uh, I've wanted to name a few different uh, rec sports leagues after it. Enron. Mm. What was that? What, 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 what was that about? What, what the whole deal? What was that? Enron. Enron was a uh, black guy growing up in my neighborhood. Um... No. Were you implying? <laughs> Never mind. What, what were you inferring? I thought you were and uh, word. Uh, no, 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 no. I was just making a joke that Enron sounds mm-hmm. like it sounds like a I know. like a black man name. Yeah, like like no, a white right. Ron's a very white name. Is it like a performance name or just no, just like, a, a first name? Like Elroy. That's a ah, black Elroy. 
I like, I Elroy. like Elroy. Yeah. I like Leroy. Ooh, Jenkins. Butler. I'm out. Right. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know where that went. Fair enough. I think it was sports. Um, that's where you lose me. So Enron. You want to know what was Enron? And I have got the answer for you today, Adam. It was a uh, boy. That was more formal than the podcast mm-hmm. ever been. Enron was. Can you guess what they sold? I'll give you a hint. Lies. That's a better answer than I have. <laughs> hey, that's the podcast, folks. No. The, yeah, great answer. They were full of baloney. Enron sold energy. They were one of these energy companies. Oh. One of these, uh, you know, down in Texas, they got all those big drinky, drinky mm-hmm. bird Ex- things. Exxon. Were they trying to play off that name? Exxon Mobil. I might be a little bit thinking of Exxon, but. Oh, well. So they're a similar kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. Energy. They made things go. Do you know, uh, yeah, I'm imagining. When I think of an energy company, I think of the drinky, drinky bird, mm. the big big things in Texas that swing down, oh. and then they pull oil back You up. consider the oil rigs drinky birds? Yeah, you ever One seen those the come? They, they work very differently. Are you referring to the drinky birds in like science class? Yeah, the, like with the one we have on our uh, our bookshelf. Right. We called him Albert the Drinking Bird. Um, and Yours? now I look really silly like having named him because of one teacher. The only teacher that had him is like, uh, his name's Albert the Drinking Bird. So I'm like, oh, you know, you have one of those Albert the Drinking Birds? I'm like, I have a drinking bird. Why, why are you calling him Albert? <laughs> I look like a real loon. Do you know the name of our drinking bird? Because it does have a name, but I know you moved in after hmm. it was established in the household. Is is there wordplay involved? Uh, kind of, yeah. It, his hmm. name is Duncan. Oh. Because he's always dunking his nose into that water. Okay. And he's got- does he ever dip? <laughs> does he ever Ooh, dip? We're, we're about to get into a Paul Miller bit, which oh, I would man. love to tell the listeners. About the- I miss... I miss seeing that guy so much more than I would have ever realized at the time. Can we do an aside so and fun. just tell, tell Paul Miller's joke about uh, a former Madison comedian had a great joke about Oreos and how they talked about your... Or no, With Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, that was it. And the, the joke was that we're not dipping. We're, we're Dunkin', Dunkin' man! man. Oh my! It's all. It's about a four-minute bit. Mm-hmm. And, have you uh, ever heard it? I I think I've only ever heard it secondhand. To be honest, I think I have this whole idea of what this bit is all from oh, a fellow friend. I'm fairly certain I heard it. He uses Oreos and chips also in the joke to illustrate the uh, the idea that we are not dipping. We are dunking. We are dunking. And uh, hey, it stuck with me. I yell it every time I'm in a Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, it hasn't been for a year and a half because I'm not allowed back in now. Well, there you go. Tell me that story. I kept shouting Paul Miller's joke at him. Mm. So anyway, we have Enron. And Enron is an energy company. And uh, they, it's like early 2000s. The internet. The future. The 90s were green Uh, and the future is chrome. Computers didn't blow up two years ago. They probably won't ever. 2002. (laughs) Yeah, so we've there got were the... shotguns in 2002, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so welcome to Enron. Our company sells energy Sleekness. and... They were sexy, right? They sold sexy, kind of? Mm-hmm. And they were they were the darling of the stock market. Oh, baby. Ever... Is there always a darling, or do they were they just like... Was that the first time they're like, this is a darling? 
Uh-huh. Only an energy company, a southern company, would be called the darling of the market. Oh, but uh, I'm just wondering if there's always considered within the stock market, like, hey, the darling this year is... Uh, Probably. It's it's the one, it's like the cool stock to own, you know? Mm-hmm. People go like, oh my God, you got to get on board with Uber or this, or like, they just, there's so much potential people see in it, and they're always up in their last quarterly earnings, and they're ah, making... So many... Hmm. TV shows. Welcome to. I only know the Kramer guy. I, to be honest, I only know Mad Money Kramer. Yeah, I'm sure if you looked up clips of Jim Kramer talking about Enron, you could find a hundred different times he went. This company's through the roof. They're selling. They're worth this much. They're worth this much. They got all the smartest people. You gotta buy, 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 buy. Good restraint there for not hitting the table. I, Charlie, yeah. a little mimed a little air tap there. I. It's so impossible to watch those shows without rolling your eyes. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, hmm. yeah, there's people because that's the classic. Like, what if we, like, people kind of want to feel like they're getting financial news, but we're gonna make it entertainment, and then because people watch that show to be like entertain, and then they right, feel but it's also it's like such an opinion. Like, hey, you should all do the same thing. Meaning. Like, if he's telling everyone to do the same thing and everyone does the same thing, no, I feel like m- people are going to lose money. Well, no, everyone's going to get money short term because all of us, because the stock market's all perception and stuff. So you buy it and then everyone else goes, oh, I got a hat. And then it's like, oh, the stock price yeah, went up. Yeah, like, you heard it here first. But how many people are watching this show? I don't know. Yeah, it's. There's it's no way he's, some guy on TV is the first person to like. I don't know. I'm just skeptical of it all. It's all gambling. Well, they, yeah, they made him look like an expert. And then there's, you can Google just like Jim Cramer versus John Stewart. Oh, I'm doing it right and now. And John Stewart, yeah, after the podcast, if you if you okay. would. Um, yeah, John Stewart, there's all these videos of John Stewart's just like, you lied to everybody and you knew it. And we have this video of you saying what a bad person you are. So just. Uh, was this Enron related? That he no, was not specific. Was this, he might have uh, also screwed people over on Enron, but he screwed people over, you know, when the the markets collapsed shit. and right, whatever those, it was. Um what did they call it? Hedge funds? A lot of hedge fund stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I kind of housing market folded and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were selling. I know more than a, a dummy like me, I think should. Did you watch the big short? No, I here's the thing. I I started reading it. Oh I, I don't finish things I start reading, but I did start reading it. Every time I this is one of the things I do. I've read like five books by Michael Lewis, but one of them isn't the big, none of them are the big short. So when people are like, oh yeah, like you read, people talk about the big short and I'm like, I actually read, well, not that book, but a lot of very similar books. And it's like, I feel like people are like, oh, look at him. He's deep in an author because most people just start with that one or no, is that right. his biggest book? Uh, well, money, the first one I read was the blind side and then I read Moneyball. The blind oh, side was a baseball. Yeah, Money, Moneyball's baseball. Blindside was the Michael Orr one. I don't know who Michael Orr is. He's a Different. big black man. He's a tackle for the Panthers. Mm. So the book was half about big black man him being a big, big poor black man. Gotcha. And then half about like how the left tackle position came to be really important in the NFL. Wow, this then, is as boring as a book. You have done a good job. It's a very good book. I'm sorry. I believe you. I, made, I didn't mean to. So then they made that movie with Sandra Bullock in it, but it was a real Disney'd up version of it, mm-hmm. and they didn't talk about Bill Walsh or the West Coast offense at all, which took me out of it a little bit. Um, 
And then he also he's got a few more finance books. He's got Liars Poker, which is really good. If you ever want to just be like, hey, is the stock market a bunch of shitty people who are trying to screw you over? Read Liars Poker about uh, Michael yeah. Lewis, who worked at Salmon Brothers in the 80s. It's the first page to say, yeah, it is. Pretty much. It's just like, hey, I uh, at one point screwed over one of our clients, and that's how we made a bunch of money. Mm. Because our clients, like our interests do not align with our clients. Ooh. Uh, it's very disheartening. And yeah, then... that's uh, really depressing. You mentioned the black man that tackles Panthers, and I remembered <laughs> I had a dream last night that I think my mom was in it, and we looked over, and there was a panther. Ooh. I should have started with the panther and then gone to my mom. <laughs> there was a big panther, and I, I might have been waving. I don't remember. but uh, Friendly panther. Yeah, I, don't, I think I was scared, but also like, wow, I didn't know those existed still. Panthers, they're real. You hear a lot more about the other big cats. Which ones are those? Oh, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Right. So, taking us back to the Enron scandal. I don't think we've even established for sure that it's a scandal, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to be the one to call it. what kind of energy they're selling. That part I'm still not. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, like, oil and shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I buy it. Yeah. Because that's this podcast. So, the way Enron was one of these businesses... Where they they wrote a book about it, they made a documentary about it afterwards, called "Smartest Guys in the Room." Mm. So they were, it was this kind of thing. Where it was like, oh my god, these Enron people. There's so much talent. They're such brilliant businessmen. And then there's a lot of like, this money's just this company's just rolling in money. And so these people are like going out to the strip club and killing a stripper. And then the next night, yeah, they're just they're throwing money around. They're like, we are Enron. We can fucking burn this shit and do cocaine out of my sister's butthole, and it's it's all legal because we're Enron. And she has signed the paperwork. Yes. Uh, I'm very concerned about the sister. Um, So is this similar to uh, Wolf of Wall Street in any sense, that movie? They kind of got that kind of thing going. I mean, they're a little more corporate. They're a little more... But then... Yeah, you look at these guys at the top, and was they're there doing... as many inspirational meetings? Just like you all can, you're sharks. You sell it, probably, probably, probably stuff like Boy, that. Those fucking things. Like, how about these, uh, like these beach bodies and these supplement things that people get in, where they're like, you get these clients, you sell them, they sell this fucking nutrition drinks and all this stuff. All those meetings where there's some guy with like one of those, you know, the microphones on the wire who's just telling you that you can be all you want to be. Mm-hmm. If you stay out of the army and lift weights, yeah, I just watched a documentary on uh, what was it? Nutra. I watched an entire documentary on uh, this one thing, and mm-hmm. I don't. It was a, it was All a the pyramid names scheme. Sound the same? Hmm? All the names sound the same. You forgive. You're pardoned. Yeah, it's like uh, I just made a cross on Charlie's forehead out of uh, <laughs> ham special white. But it was like about it was like a fitness drink thing, Nutra something, and they're like. Hey, but it was just a classic pyramid scheme. And then there's this one investor who was like, this is a classic pyramid scheme. So I'm going to bet on their company folding. He's just going to short the stock. It's mm. called betting on zero. And everyone's like, you're an asshole. We hate you. And he's like, no, this is a pyramid scheme. And I have proven it. And everyone's like, shut up. And then there were all these people who were in the pyramid scheme who were like, we need your, like, they just ruined all these Mexicans' lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but yeah, they, they were real big into, they'd go into these big halls and go, I've got a microphone on and you too can make as much money as me. They didn't even, oh, big halls. Big Not hall. hallways. Why are, they, why are they called halls? And they're big rooms. They're like, take the hall to the hall. And uh, I'm not a very creative person because I made up all these words. <laughs> My name is... Michael C. Hall. I was going to say right? Jesus or God or something, but mm. Michael C. Hall invented words? Dexter. Mm. He did it in his laboratory. Uh-huh. No, Didi. <laughs> no. I used to pride myself. I haven't seen that cartoons and boy, it feels like ages. That that sensical riff adult. was worth it just to get the to ODD. <laughs> it was no good. Take my word. At one point, spot on Dexter. Enron in the uh <laughs> in the 2000s. I was going to sound edited how quickly you wanted to get away from that. <laughs> All right, in the 2000 so they've got like all the energy in California or something. <laughs> Uh, they they yeah. own they own all the energy, and there kept being times when they would just like everyone would be like, "Hey, where's my energy?" And Enron's like, "Yeah, you can't have it. We uh, we don't have enough energy for you." And people are like, "Hey, Enron, give us our energy," and they're like, "Nah, nah, we're dicks." You know, <laughs> so not exactly sure how energy works, but paraphrase, paraphrase, mm-hmm. two of them. Ooh, so we have. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit because here's the deal. I know kind of the bottom line to it, and I also saw the movie Fun with Dick and Jane. So I might be a little bit just summarizing the film Fun with Dick and Jane here. You ever <laughs> see that one? Isn't that just a married couple that robs banks? Yeah, but it's based on the Enron scandal. I think. What? In what world? Really? Well, I mean the bank robbing part, not really. But they like work at a company. That's pretty much supposed to be Enron, mm. and the CEO is Alec Baldwin. Oh, and then it goes out, they get in trouble or something? Yeah, so it's like everyone who worked at this company loses their job all of a sudden, so they've all got these really nice houses, and then they just go, oh, company is folding because this guy's a crook or whatever. And we and then bought all the shit that right. haven't paid off. So uh, I saw that movie in theaters, strangely enough. Huh. I was probably 12, and I was like, I got to go see Fun with Dick and Jane, a movie about corporate greed and the middle class falling apart or something yeah but it has the silly guy that makes the faces he did make some faces Mm, he was great at faces the whole plot of that movie boiled down to like they're like hey you used to be an art student you can forge alec baldwin's signature on this check right and then she it it was a real art student okay right it was was like oh yeah she, she can trace but anyway so here's here's what happened with enron end of the day was uh it all happened in a day well people because you got these investigative journalists so while this business is making a bunch of money that people go this is fascinating there's this huge business comes out of nowhere bang 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 we're worth so much money it's shooting up it's this new hot thing enron's gonna rule the world enron's gonna be the thing they're all the energy mm -hmm. eyebrows raise so these investigative journalists the, who sound is is that just uh, synonymous with buzzkill? Do they just look for things that are uh, people having a good time, and they're just like, yeah, let's shut it down. I know the answer to this, but <laughs> tell me about the, what happened. Okay, so there's investigators. They're looking into it, and they're kind of like, okay, well, first off, these people are kooks. I think it's one of these classic like, hey, we've all got a secretary, and we slap her butt around. Okay, and it's I was going to say, I was there. Were there people getting in legal trouble for what they were doing? I think within so. the company. Uh, there's a great story about an Asian man in a strip club, if you want to Google it, but I 
I would be an old, uh, an old an old fairy tale. Yeah. Okay. I but I can't really I I just remember that being like the most interesting part of what I learned about Enron one time, and then I forgot it entirely. Okay. But so Enron's posting all these huge like quarterly gains. Mm-hmm. So every quarter, people look at the numbers and they're like, Enron made even more money. They're worth way more than they were last quarter. It's incredible how much they're rising. And so people start to look at it and they're like, where is the revenue source coming from exactly? So what? How are how are they making this much more money? So they were they were like a direct to. This is the wrong term to consumer. Like they were MG and E. Like they were giving people their power. I think so. I think Hmm. they were like if MG and E was ever was a much bigger like a huge mg okay. for some reason i always thought enron was a company that claimed to do something that it didn't even, like they're like we have a drug and then people are like oh god we gotta buy they're like we've developed a drug for cancer and then they didn't but they tried to make a bunch of money off like people thinking they did in the stock mm. no, no it wasn't okay, that, energy it wasn't that kind of scam okay it was more of like a financial scam at the end of the day because like so yeah imagine mg is the local energy company i don't know how local they are i don't either are they like wisconsin madison madison gas oh it might be madison gas yeah so this is like you got a mom and pop shop i guess on the energy so this is like the mg and e of texas and california and like they're they're huge and then the rate at which they're growing is suspect yeah, I mean, so I mean, impressive. It's, right, yeah, it's, it's, impressive. It's, it's it's then too impressive. People start looking at it. And they go, "Where's you know, where's the money coming in?" They actually go, "Okay, well, they kind of lost money last quarter. Like they, in most regards, they didn't post a good quarter, but the company is worth way more money. Hmm. So they look at the books and they're like, "What is making them worth more money?" And they own all these. They own all these like property and plants and stuff that's valued at a certain amount, mm-hmm. and then they keep re-evaluating what these properties are worth. And so it's like going up. Yeah, so it's kind of like as the company is growing, they keep just they keep just kind of reflexively being like, and this thing we own over here is worth even more. It's like this we've got a big pile of energy over here, mm-hmm. and that pile of energy. Is worth twenty percent more this quarter. I love how (laughs) ambiguous energy is. Like we have energy. Hey, Enron, can we get some energy? What the fuck is energy? Uh, Ah, where does it come from? Is energy Uh, God? uh, I think when people are we God. So what kind of energies we got? We got our solar, Mm -hmm. water, water, wind, wind, friction, drink. Uh, heat is that's that's solar again. Uh, we got movement like hamster wheels. That's kind of like wind though. <laughs> okay, yeah, something like oil. That. Oh, I'm just I think it's like gas, electric. Yeah, it's like oil, which is I guess there's natural gas. There's like oil and uh, that kind of gas, petroleum. I think they call it petroleum. Um, natural gas. And uh, electric, which I th- you can get multiple ways. You turn wind, water, solar. That all goes into electricity. Mm-hmm. Batteries. <laughs> uh huh. What are we What are we putting in there? 
Charlie has been reverse aging, if you can't see. He is now a, he's wearing a diaper and a rattle sitting across from me in front of a microphone. This is true. And it eventually becomes discovered that Enron is making all of their all of their value as a company is rising because they are just essentially claiming that their company is worth more. Okay. So they keep just like doing evaluations of their own stuff and going, yeah, the building we have over here is worth more. This is worth, they keep just like gaining asset value. So they they have more yeah. assets all oh, the time. I get it. Well, not more, but more valuable assets. Right. The The value of their assets is increasing all the time, but it's just, it's an unsustainable business model. Obviously you can't just go, Hey, why is, you know, why is, why is your restaurant worth a bunch of money? And you go, because the building's worth this much money. And then you're like, it's, the building's worth this much money. And you're like, yeah, but you're not selling any hamburgers. Nobody's it's in there. It's a classic, uh, hey, Dad, can I have $50? Dad's like, $40? What do you need $30 for? That's great. I mm-hmm. like that you uh, didn't make it a Jew joke. Because no. that's, that's the origin of I that. never make it a, a Jew joke or a me joke. <laughs> Jew and me together forever. Uh, okay. So that's, at one point this gets discovered, and they, more or less, it's like everybody just starts panicking. It's like, because that's an illegal business practice on some mm-hmm. level. You can't. Yeah. Lying. I think. Right. But it's like, it's ambiguous because it's like, well, the, the math of it works out. All the money was just like the accounting department making up value. Right. There was just, but there was legal areas for interpretation of your own asset value. I guess, kind of yeah. like was it illegal per se, or it was gray area? I think it's a bit or of. Was a, it a black and white thing that they got in trouble for? Well, I, I think ultimately a lot of people involved in the Enron scandal went to prison. Okay, I think that was one of the white collar cr- crimes where they like got them. Good, because there's a lot of white collar crimes where it's like, who, who you I rascally, know. rascally wabbit? You're just uh, you wear a tie, so it's not like a prison crime, but that's a whole thing. Isn't it white collar crime? The, it, it legitimately the is. amount, like the the value taken from like one of those crimes, is got to be just t- tenfold of the property crimes. You know, right? Like actual physical things stolen from people can't even touch that level of money. For sure, but with with the way pe- people perceive, and to some extent, rightfully so, it's like if you steal. $20 from a guy. Steal $10? What would I need $5 for? <laughs> would that work? <laughs> that's that's a great way to get robbed. My <laughs> wallet, to get what, out do the, what do you need the lint in my pocket for? That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whitewashing. Call back. Hey, back to last week's app. Yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, if someone... It's like, give me your $20. And you're like, ah! It's, it's much scarier than somebody screwing you out of $20. So that's part of it. We're like, yeah. Have you ever been screwed out of money? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, I have to, but I can't think of a mm-hmm. an example. Do you have one, Adam? Yes. Um, I uh, just like your average things, like a guy with a gas can. Like, ah, I need gas, and I'm like, he might just need money, but I, I don't know. Here you go. He had a gas can, and I then he just walked street. up to someone else with a said gas can, and I'm like, yeah, that sucks. I did that. I didn't give him enough. Damn it. I gave a guy, he's like, my car's yada yada. 
club. And I was like, it's Thanksgiving. I just, I like almost never give people money. I just hand them 10 bucks and I'm like, there's no way that, but I'm just not going to look back. Here's one that happened on our street. I was walking back from the the Monday mic and um, has a cooler name than that. The Argus mic. And this guy's like, hey man, um, can I, you know, he started giving me a backstory and I, I like think I had a couple bucks in my pocket. It's like I need to like I need to buy something. It's like ten dollars. It might have been a gas can or something. Um, he's like, that's all I need. I'm like, I hear hear this. You know, there's like three or four dollars. This might help. And he's like, no, I need. I'm like, sorry, I, like this is all I have. I. It's like just come with me to Pinkus McBride. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna go somewhere. Like, yeah, never. It's like outside my house. I'm like, here's here's what I have. Like this, and he kept insisting that I like go with him to. Uh, very very uh so i didn't do that and then i started to walk home and watched him approach this woman and try to get her to go to pinkus as a business i realize this for a listener not pinkus mcbride sounds like the local local weirdo let's go over to my buddy pinkus's Mm -hmm. the local doofus uh who's under house arrest um so i don't know what happened to her hopefully nothing bad i really debated going back like is this Mm hmm yeah, you're always a strong, situations. independent woman, you know, because I'm a liberal man. So, does she need me to go back and so tell I... her she doesn't need to follow a stranger to a, a business that may be closed at this hour? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't stay open that late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime, anytime they like want, they're just like, I need to make a phone call or something. That's just like this is. If I hand you my phone, all of a sudden this power dynamic has shifted. Yeah, hugely. I, you you don't want to be in that. No, I was on a first date and someone did that. That that local young kid. There's a there's a young Derek. homeless man. You know his name? Yeah, because one time okay. I was complaining about him to KC, and he's like, "Derek, I fucking hate Derek." I was like, oh, "Derek God. doesn't seem to have a lot of friends." Derek um, sucks. I see him drinking energy drinks and like skateboarding, and yeah, what do you he need borrowed energy? my phone, and he was just like trying to text his friends to, I don't know what they party or something. I was on a first date though, so it was like, yeah, like. You needed two phones. I'll, I'll I'll give you my business. Like, I hear you. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, you know, want to look, at... look like a nice guy. And I was on a second date. Derek came up to uh, my girlfriend and I, um, and was like, "I was like, oh, this is gonna be uncomfortable because he's gonna ask for money." And so he was coming up. I was like, "Oh no, I don't know how to handle this." And she's like, "Oh, I fucking hate this guy. This guy's uh, the worst." I'm just like, "Oh great, this, that's so much nicer." That she's like. I also can't stand this annoying. And then you both person. turned at him and started barking. We did not. But that I've, would be uh, fun. I've pretty much told that guy to fuck off a number of times. Yeah, because he was like asking a bar. He's like, ah, I just need money for the bus. Yeah, but yeah. And I was like, I wish I could help you. I can't. The next guy's like, Hey, man, I just forgot my bus pass. And I was like, Yeah, you told me that yesterday. He's like, Got it. And he kept going. Um, right now, every time he just like before he says it, he'll like be like, Hey, man, I'll go no, and he's just very upset. Uh, just, oh, really? Yeah, I'll, but I'll just cut off, cut him off before he says a word. Oh, I remember once I, w- I was fueled off your anger. You're, you're like, ah, I fucking hate this guy. So what I tried to do to him was go, hey, man, do you have like a... I like tried to ask him for something. I don't remember if it was a cigarette or a, yeah, an yeah. extra <laughs> spare dollar. And he was like, no, but it didn't phase it. He was like, no, but now that you're here, like, do you have a dollar or a cigarette? <laughs> I was like, what? That's not how this works. I remember. I love that I movie. thought I beat you to it. <laughs> right. Did Try to bob a cigarette off the guy. And he, he can't be mad at you. Oh, so there's nine minutes on the local homeless man, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we all enjoyed it. 
By the, yeah, by the way, there's um, Madison, great place, but there is more than one local homeless man. Yeah. I don't want, don't want Charlie to paint a picture that's uh, not true here. And I want to clarify, that's the homeless man that we don't like. Like, the rest of them, yeah. good-natured, friendly homeless guy. This is like a like a 28-year-old homeless guy in a beanie. Yeah, he who, does like, have a beanie. Is kind of beanie. stylish. And Although I don't think it's uncommon for homeless people to be cold in the summer. Is that weird? They do always seem over... Hmm. Not overdressed. Dressed I guess for... you can't really go anywhere with that clothes. You gotta... That's true. You gotta take it with you. Yeah. That's what the cart's for. Yeah. He doesn't have a cart. I'll see him at no. like bars no, and stuff. He has stuff, a skateboard like and a cell phone. He doesn't have a cart. No. No. Not, not a... I'm sorry. No. I know I shouldn't judge the purchases of a, 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 a man with no home, but... Uh... Really, dude? Red Bull? That's like $4. Yeah, take a nap. You don't have anything else going on. You don't need an energy drink. Ooh, nap's cheap. Yeah, naps are cheap. Fuck, I wish I took more naps. I'm spending a lot of money on these these things to get me out of naps. That's what you're saying. Is the Red Bull's like nap in a can? Yeah, essentially. Are you drinking Red Bull's now? I drink a lot of coffee. You do drink and, a lot of coffee? And uh, maybe once or twice a week I'll have a Red Bull. Lately. Yeah. Used to okay. be once a month. I think they taste like gasoline. Can't do it. Oh, I love that they're like sour and... They're fun. Speaking of gasoline, so we got this gasoline company, and uh, they get professional, <laughs> except for the fact that company. I don't think they sold. Ah, they probably sold gas, oil. What's the difference between oil and gas? They sell hamster power. Hamster power. Boy, if if only the front half of this podcast was nearly as fun as the last half. Uh, well, we're, I think we're having more fun. I can't. Right. I can't. Yeah, that could be the opposite. There could be an inverse relationship to this. I can't speak to uh, <laughs> the listeners at home. Um, I, I shouldn't assume they're at home. They could be anywhere. Uh, I hope they're not wasting time at home with this. I hope they're wasting time at work. That's a much better. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm all for wasting time at work. If you're at home, go have go to sex work with your loved ones. Time. Don't. Go <laughs> and, then, and then go to work and listen to our podcast. Go have sex with your loved ones. Um, uh, I can't relax at home. I don't know about you. I have trouble relaxing anywhere. Really? Oh, like your parents' home? Yeah. Like like our place? Like our, our apartment? Nowhere. I'm not comfortable anywhere is what I'm saying. Oh, this is a real sad moment. Yeah, this really is. I'm realizing I don't appreciate my time off or my time on. I'm trying to change jobs because I hate work. I think, hmm, maybe I should get another job. I don't uh, because two of the same bad job. I'm just uncomfortable everywhere. Yeah, I don't understand. I didn't know you were uncomfortable. Everywhere. Welcome to you have... the therapy section you of have... this podcast. What's what's your exactly? No, I don't I'm... know. I feel like I'm. Yeah, we're talking about jobs. I have job stuff going on. It's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. Life will go on. Oh boy, we have tailed off. <laughs> We've lost. I need you to ask me a question about Enron. I need you. To... I have so many questions. I I, th- I always pictured uh, the company being in New York. That's not true. Uh, I'm gonna say Houston, Texas. Okay. For some but reason, I yeah, I was picking Dallas, these... Dallas, Texas. Ooh, I like it. That's where the oil sense. men work. Tall Did any more cowboy hats? They were they were cowboy. It's a very strange. Yeah, Dallas... well, not people in Dallas. I mean, Enron people. Oh, yeah. Were they like was... we're the we're the we're the financial guys, but we also uh, have a little Southern flair. I think so. I th- that's one of the most hilarious things. Like. People in Texas do wear cowboy hats, from my understanding. That is they'll, a Halloween costume at this point. They'll wear there are no cowboys at a cowboy hat. Mm. And it's like, well, this is a professional look somehow. I got a fun thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm from a small suburb of Madison. Getting to my hometown takes about 15 minutes from mm-hmm. the capital. 
You walk from the Capitol. You get into a, the nearest parking ramp with your car. You're in my hometown, 15 minutes, pretty close. There's a man who lives in my town known as Rawhide, <laughs> and he has a horse. When you Can I stop for a moment? Yeah. I know. Everyone's on the edge of their seat with this horse anecdote. When you say known as Rawhide, he calls himself Rawhide, or everyone in the town whispers, like, that's like, that's old Rawhide there. Oh, no one's ever known his name, but... the. The fiddle stops wherever he goes. He walks into a local <laughs> business, and the strings break on the fiddle. And uh, piano falls the wind down. comes in, and uh, tumbleweed rolls by, and people whisper, Oh, my God, there's Rawhide. Now, he's just some guy, and he owns like a company that cuts down trees. Um, it's not like a company like if you have a tree you need cut down, he'll do it. It's like a, a revenge company. <laughs> <laughs> you go, hey, fucking Charlie screwed me over. Go cut down his trees. Fun fact, the tumbleweed is from Russia. You don't say. Didn't start in America. How'd it get over here? That ice bridge? <laughs> Maybe. It could tumble quite a ways. <laughs> so, his, yeah, his name's Rawhide. I don't know. I just can't imagine it being on his birth certificate. So, he calls himself Rawhide, I'm sure. Everyone calls him Rawhide. He has a horse that he, he'll get drunk at a local bar. He'll go outside and climb and, like, pass out on his horse, and his horse <laughs> just takes him home. He ends up at home. He just gets in this fucking self-driving car. Oh, that's all right. That's fantastic. That's all oh, like his, a Mark Twain short story. It's oh, awesome. and his daughter. Get a lot of this. Let me hey, let me know about little Rawhide. Little, <laughs> little raw daughter. So little raw daughter. She was in my grade and oh, uh, we had oh. to do a demonstration speech. Oh my god. I hope this is true. I've heard it so much. Uh, and I'm spreading it to 30 people. She so for her demonstration speech in school, she showed everyone how to skin a rabbit. So she brought a live rabbit. Oh, no. And, Or maybe she just talked about how she clubbed it over the head on her deck before she got there and skinned a rabbit for the class. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. One of these, like, wedding and cowboy boots kind of gals, you know what I mean? Oof. Mm. Good looking? Everyone really thought she was very attractive because she had the largest breasts of anyone I've ever seen. Wow. Um, real or fake or cartoons that I've tried to draw pages aren't big enough she had they were big but uh, I think uh, they became a little too big so you know there's there's a period where everyone has a crush on her and then it's like nobody really said like uh, those are probably too big but they're like oh yeah uh, I've been thinking about someone else that feels like a thing in high school I feel like there'd be guys who would be like "Uh, she's the hottest one because her boobs are the biggest and the bigger the boobs, the more turned out. Like I feel There's like that's a manly out there thing. Like that, yeah. Oh, it's insane. People who are like, I gotta make people think that I'm manly by liking big boobs. It's like, well, yeah, you can, oh, you can like big absurd. boobs. You can have a little taste. You can. I. Uh... There's nothing wrong with big boobs. Big There's boobs can be great. Boobs. I personally think there's nothing wrong with small boobs. No, those can be great too. I am totally cool with a small boob. Yeah, it's the, you got to be skeptical of the guys who like. The most obviously attractive girl. Yeah. Oh, I have a friend. Yeah, it's it's the 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 workshopped. It's like they're doing the focus group. They have crushes on only the like focus group looking girls of like, you know, big boobs. She's tan. She's blonde. It's like, but have you seen her? She hasn't made an expression ever. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. She. Pe- hmm. Person's like, oh, who's your, who's your celebrity crush? And like Pamela Anderson. Oh, it's like. It's too. She's too obviously hot. 
There, mm-hmm. There's something going on that you're there's trying. No, there's no expression of taste and preference. Like right. we all we all can ballpark what women are attractive to a degree, but then to be able to have like a little little personality and be like, you know, I know you think this this girl's fairly attractive, but uh, that's I think the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Yeah, that shows you have a uh, taste, and uh, you know that's the ideal. We should all be trying to optimize. Because, yeah, when somebody's like, all right, I think my girlfriend's attractive. Everyone else also thinks she's, a, like, just as attractive as I think. It's like, oh, great. Well, what? that's not an efficiency in the market. But if everybody, if you're like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, she's cute. And you're like, what? No, I think that's the most attractive person. Like, that's how you want to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Everybody ending up with the person that they're like, holy cow. Like, are you guys serious? You don't all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm with you. Like, you've got this, many uh, conversations about that. I, I want right, to bring like up two. your your uh, little specific uh, like here. Adam has expressed to me his favorite part of the body. Not favorite part. I shouldn't say favorite part of the body. Oh. You're very attractive to the... Uh, is it called the Filtrum? Ooh, the Filtrum. I'm a big Filtrum fan. Talk about that, All the Adam. Filtrum fans out there, tweet at me. <laughs> That's uh, For those that don't know, when you're drawing a face, you got your nose, you got your mouth, and then you draw those two lines kind of connecting them like the middle connecting ridge. The, yeah, the lip and the nose there. Love a big, like a big pronounced filtrum, a sharp. I want it to look like if you had a runny nose, it would be very focused, like a slip and slide right down there. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's great. Well, I and the, like the sharp lips that, you know, kind of pop up off of those, like, hmm. That, that's how you it know? should be. Some people go like, oh my God, you see that girl's ears? And you're like, what? What are you looking at? And then yeah. I'm like, you, you are go, oh. a nut, but also I appreciate that uh, you got a thing. Right. It could get weird fast, I guess. Yeah, that's You'd true. Like, mm, I'm all about elbows. Yeah. Elbows are gross. If you like elbows, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, we lost every listener. I'm going to shout on the pod more. New Year's resolution. <laughs> Shit, we got to wait to release this one for a while. So Enron. <laughs> Thank you for bringing Cowboy me boots. Was the question. They wear cowboy boots and they're in the business sector. Mm-hmm. And um, people catch wind. How does this all go down? How does this blow up in their face? I think, so I think, Somebody uncovers something. Investigative journalist is like, okay, something's fishy here. And then they probably publish an in-depth article. And then all of a sudden, that in-depth article is like, that gets put out there. People start reading it. Within 24 hours, everybody's kind of spinning their heads. Then the feds announce, hey, we're looking into some practices. And then all of a sudden, Enron's stock goes... Everybody starts selling Enron stock because the government's like, we're looking into it. This seems a little fishy. Someone pointed out the way in which it was fishy. And then you get the classic. Uh, I think Enron was one of those like people running through their shredding documents. And oh, they're like, yeah, that's taking their scene. office plants and throwing them out the window. And there's people people jumping out the building. And I don't know if Secretary's that actually happened. being bound and gagged. Yeah. I everyone, that visual. But yeah. Everyone's losing their mind. So everyone kind of knew what was going on. So this whole fun with Dick and Jane kind of thing is a little less... That's I, a little more Disney, like, oh, some of the employees had no idea. No, I think a lot of employees probably had no idea. I think okay. there's... If you're working... If you're not in the top 15% in terms of, like, the echelon of the company, if you're not in the upper tier, you probably don't really get it. I think there's a lot of people just not asking questions. Yeah. It's like Adam Fowles like, hey, uh, explain how your company makes money. Like, you have a sense of what the business model yeah. is. Yeah, but... they pay people shit. Um, and uh, Nathan Bourne is still a douche. Um... 
But like if you if you started looking at it, if someone told you actually like the amount they sell this for isn't even close to covering all the costs that go into it and yeah you, like you, you wouldn't would be the guy who's like i i knew that yeah yeah, yeah I, I understand you. so i think there's a lot of people you know anybody working the phones at enron anybody in certain areas mm-hmm. you know and then there's salesmen who are just like ah whatever we're just snacks department probably has no idea right but there's people like i think the accounting department they gotta know yeah for sure they're, they're where it starts they're looking yeah they're that's uh that's yeah that's where it stems i don't know if it's I have to imagine that there's even certain accountants where it's like, hey, uh, you, I'll take care of what you know, our tractors are worth, uh, and you just do uh, how much we paid Carol. So I bet there were some accountants not even super in the know. They might have all had yeah. an idea, but and and they're managed. They're in different, yeah, like you said, different departments. Here's where... the thing. Here's the thing about these evil businesses. I don't like them. <laughs> um, Ooh, Adam coming out strong yeah. against evil business. So. This obviously is a different kind of deal, but like a lot of corporations just kind of evil at the base of like what they're trying to do. But I think people are very like, oh, that's an evil corporation because they do bad stuff when like it's just like the idea of a a group of people trying to make the most money possible. It's the like the combination of all these decisions to make money that just like naturally makes the larger you know, because you got people coming and going, quitting, getting hired. So it's not like there's this huge, this mastermind at the top of this corporation going, let's do all this evil shit. It's just like anyone maximize how we can make more money. And then slowly over time, things happen. Yeah. Some more than others. But you know what I mean? I know what you like, mean. Like there's no one brain to the, it's just. It's, it's an organization that's got so many moving parts. But then it's like it's the system that's in place within this organization that's just like, well, it's set up to where the incentives are such that people outside of it, people that whatever, people are getting screwed. And it's not yeah, yeah. it's not every employee going, ha ha ha, we're cackling our hands. They don't right. give everyone a cat to stroke. It's just it's maybe one guy at the top's got a cat to stroke and right. I'll 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 settle for two, that's my final offer. I'll take it. Okay. So, while this podcast is being released, this job stuff's probably coming. If you have a job out there that needs doing, <laughs> call me at 1-800-ADAM-STUFF. Uh, I'll do hamster energy. Um, I'll stroke your cat. <laughs> Anything you need. I think I might need the money by the time this comes out. Um, Enron, if you want to get the band back together, start scamming people. Um I can do some simple math. So I think I, I kind of I got a good understanding of what's going on. Uh, I uh, appreciate the help today, Chuck. Yeah. Happy to uh, happy to have. I, I feel a little bad for. Uh, but it's OK. I think we're all going to land on somebody's feet. So mm-hmm. they're going to take the brunt of that fall. OK. Well, thank you for tuning in. This has been Adam Astrick.